On this episode, we have James Reyes from Rochester, New York. James' first priority with clients is to add value, making sure each person he works with has an amazing experience. On this episode, he takes us through how he integrates social media to that mission. What's up, James? Thanks for hopping on the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. How's it going? Good, good. So let's just, you know, literally just jump right into it. Let's uh, just kind of go ahead and introduce yourself. All right. Yeah. So my name is James Reyes. I am a local real estate agent in the Rochester, New York area. I'm the Angie Fleck Brown team over at Keller Williams. Um, I've been a licensed, a licensed agent for about six years now, uh, full-time for three years, serving in the Rochester area. Landlord, have a couple properties and yeah, it's kind of the cool. growth of it for real estate. How'd you, how'd you jump into real estate? So I actually started because I wanted to get into investing. I um, used to work at Citigroup as a financial analyst and I didn't necessarily love it. Um, started reading all the books like, uh, what's called um, Robert Kiyosaki's book there and just started thinking different ways. Like I didn't understand real estate investing beforehand. Like I probably heard of it, but never thought about it. And I was like, oh, wow, there's a whole different way to get into this kind of stuff and to not necessarily be tied to this desk that I don't love. Yeah. Um, so I looked at things like wholesaling and whatnot, but I didn't necessarily love the idea of wholesaling personally. Um, some of it maybe it was just comfort zone. Some of it was um, just that feeling professional, I guess. And so then I was like, well, if I'm going to do this, let me find a way to get my income up. So that's when I said in real estate sales was a great way to transition out of the corporate world to then start to fund what I really want to do. And that was real estate investing. Gotcha. So when you when you left the corporate world, you left your salary, right? You left everything. Did you, you I'm assuming you had like, you know, a little nest egg that you were able to kind of use to yeah. kind of get yourself through those first few months of not closing anything, right? Yep. Yeah. So I was kind of doing both. So everything, I finally quit my job in August of 2020, actually. So kind of right. Oh, right in the middle of the, you know, the pandemic. Yeah. yeah. So it was a little crazy. Um, but you know, it was doing some deals on the side and it really helped. So again, I'm on a team and that really, that team structure really helped kind of project the growth and allow me to be in a position to make the jump from corporate America to full-time real estate. Gotcha. So I was running some deals and then I had enough lined up and pending plus, you know, I drained my 401k in savings to then just be able to get through, you know, those first few months. And, you know, honestly, it's something that not a single guy, um, you know, I've doubled my income from the corporate world year one, and it's been really good ever since. Oh, okay. So uh, take me through that corporate structure. Cause you know, I feel like a lot of agents, you know, it's scary, right. To leave a full-time job, leave the income and then just jump into something, you know, where you're not making anything. So did that team help you, you know, give you like listings, give you buyers that kind of help kind of jump start yourself? Yeah, so they were um, basically feeding me buyers, you know. So Angie, she's the face of the team. She's been at it for like 20 years. And, you know, she just had a spot open where she needed someone to run her buyers because she obviously wanted to focus on the listing side. So it just really helped that, you know, they would throw me leads, I would convert them. Um, and it really just kind of, um, what's the right word I want to say, accelerated, I guess, the growth process. Yes. Um, you know, it was still a lot of learning for myself. It wasn't like it was easy, but 
it definitely helped in the fact that I had people coming that were, you know, recommended to Angie. So they were already sort of buying into the process. And then I just had to, you know, obviously continue that process, convert it yeah. and get them to the closing table. And it, like I said, just really helped yeah. um, to have those leads coming to me. Whereas I know it, a lot of people who try and do some sort of job, I and mean, obviously I know a lot of people probably come into this part-time working some other job and it's fairly hard to get going, especially today's market where, you know, inventory is down and only one agent's going to get paid out. Right. Yeah. So when you were on the team, when you first started, or, or maybe even currently, I mean, I know you that you do, but what are some things that you did in terms of marketing, getting your name out there? Did you re- rely on like your sphere of influence? Did you jump right to social media? Did you do door knocking? How did you kind of get jump started um, on top of being on the team? So, so, um, when it came to, I guess, on top of being on the team, it really is just doing a lot of conversion of what they were feeding me. And then like site posts, I guess I really did social media until the past year or so. Um, you know, I follow like the Tom Ferries of the world for preaching video first. So the social media came later. Um, during then it was just, you know, um, just say, Hey, this is what I'm doing, put it. I got, I got, got more confidence at least mm-hmm. to say, Hey, I'm a real estate agent. Um, so I was posting a little bit more, not, again, not necessarily videos, but just sharing team content, team listings, you know, sharing when I had a closing, things like that. Sure. And then obviously get to buy in from people. Yeah. And I noticed like you started doing a little bit more videos. When did you start making the jump into, um, adding that to your pieces of content? Yeah, so the video has been about a year or so now. Um, I'd say really, really stuck on it for about a good year now. Like I think we may have started before, but it was very consistent. Um, and then I just, you know, starting in the past year, I was like, you know, video, it's it's in your face. It's where everyone's at. Again, you know, you got the Tom Ferries of the world saying, go after video. Um, and, I, and at first I was nervous because I, you know, I guess I'm kind of a introvert. And to some extent, um, I guess I'm not the most talkative person. And so it was really interesting and nervous, nerve wracking to go on video, put myself out there and then make sure I'm, I guess, doing the things that are going to captivate an audience. Right. And so at first, I guess there was some discouragement because I was like, oh, I'm not getting likes. I'm not getting follows or whatever it is. And then eventually I clicked and realized I didn't have to worry about those things because I, what I do realize is that people are watching no matter what. Um, and they might not like your stuff. They might not comment on everything. But at the end of the day, people are watching. You know, I just had a friend, an old high school friend, reach out the other day, asked me questions about the buying and selling process. You know, and it's someone I probably haven't talked to since high school. You know, maybe randomly here and there, but mm-hmm. there would be no other reason for this person to connect to me besides realizing that James Reyes is a real estate because James Reyes talks about being a real estate. Yeah. So that that right there is like the true power of it, right? Like, you know, you can probably take a look at your views and that kind of thing and not pay too, too much attention on it. But even if you got, let's say a hundred views, right? There's no way you'd be able to call a hundred people in a day efficiently or door knock a hundred people, cool. right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, it's just the power of getting out there, the numbers in it. Um, and there's more content that I personally have been trying to look into more and want to do like get more maybe on YouTube and do more lifestyle content for the area to maybe attract 
new eyes, but from a, just a perspective of, again, staying in front of my sphere, you know, just those quick bites showing that you're knowledgeable about the market, that you're actually doing real estate. I mean, I do see those things helping a lot. Yeah. So what types of, you mentioned getting into YouTube and, and, um, you know, what other pieces of, what, what pieces of content do you try and focus on? Is it like the, uh, educational stuff? Yeah. So right now I've been more focused on educational. Um, I, I do a really good job of that. I guess like, again, I come back from a corporate world where I was a financial analyst. So I understand numbers really well. I like to talk about numbers. Um, and just market trends and things like that. So that's where I kind of focus on as a comfort piece. Mm -hmm. And it, again, it does help. Again, it's not necessarily the sexy stuff and it's not necessarily going to get a million likes, but people still respect it and they respond to it and they reach out with. Yeah. And you mentioned, you know, being, you know, an introvert and, and not being, you know, super super psyched about being on, on a camera and i myself was not super thrilled about being on camera as, as as well how did you kind of go about getting over it and just kind of saying you know screw it i'm just going to do it so i actually started with um i forgot the app i think it was called script honestly and it was uh, a video app where you can type in your script and it will read your script to you on the video as you record and talk it so you know my first handful of videos were probably more monotone than they should have been because I was reading a script going through, but it gave me the confidence just to do it yep. because I took a lot of the thought away. It was, okay, here's the script. You just got to read it and get through it and then be done. Um, so that's how I probably did my first, and I'll say at least a month of videos or so. And then that gave me the confidence to say, okay, I got this. I know I can do it. And then I started, you know, more free form and just pick up the camera you know, if I see the article, I'll do a screen, screen, screenshot, put the article in the back and I feel more comfortable just, you know, freehanding, talking about that kind of stuff now. Yeah. So when you're, when you're trying to like, you know, try and get inspiration from wherever, right? You just look online. Do you have, do you have any accounts that you follow? They're like, man, that's a really good, that's a really good idea. Do you, any, anybody that you follow wherever they are to try and get inspiration? Um, I may follow a lot of agents that I've, gotten to know through say the uh tom ferry ecosphere so there's people like um gosh you put your names but i mean there's a lot of people i guess that f come from the tom ferry network mm -hmm. um bamax is an account i follow and they're always talking some good market trends so i'll take the bam content and then try and see what i can pull from it to make it local um or i guess fit the local uh, market yeah so it's not like you're copying anybody, right? You're just kind of taking an idea that you've seen maybe and then making it relevant to, I mean, you're in Rochester, right? So something yeah. in Rochester might not be relevant to somebody in, you know, Austin, Texas, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I like trying to make it more, you know, focused on what the local market needs to know from it. Just because there's accounts um, like Keeping, what is it, Keeping Current Matters, mm -hmm. you know, they have a great national information and they offer services where, you know, obviously they, you can pay for them to have some pre-built posts and everything. Not necessarily love it, only from the fact that it's not local curation, right? So sometimes a lot of it happening in the national market does not reflect, especially Rochester. I mean, Rochester is a very small, insulated market mm -hmm. that doesn't typically follow national trend. Right, right. That's the, kind of the same thing in, in Syracuse, too. And I always feel like, you know, the, the customized is better than like the corporate, you know, feel and, and look at and sound and you want to be out of your own voice right yeah 
And there's been a few times also where I've tried some of that, like, um, you know, where KCM actually had a script program themselves and I used it like once. And then I noticed there was like three other people I knew using it. And I was like, I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is there, um, do you use like a content calendar to kind of keep yourself organized? So that one, I'm still kind of a little bit, uh, I mean, yes and no. I guess it's not the most organized thing. Um, I tell myself that I want to post two to three times a week. And then what I'll do is I will, and usually, so I guess I kind of like, it's a flex one. So I know that typically I want to try and post Tuesday, Thursdays or Friday, you know, their video Monday, I'll do a stag photo where it's usually like something motivational. I'll just, uh, put something out there. Then I try to have two video pieces of content. Um, and then I'll just kind of go see what headlines are out there, what's trending in the news. And then again, see how I can bring that to line up with the local focus. Gotcha. Okay. So you have set days of how you're, what, what's going to be posted, right? Monday is like a motivational thing. Maybe Tuesday's like a market trend, you know, I don't know Thursday or whatever it is, is going to be more educational, right? Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So, and you're just doing like a spreadsheet, right? Is that how, what you, is, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I guess like I, I mean, I, I've set it up to where I kind of just know what I'm doing. I mean, I don't necessarily accept, I don't necessarily have a spreadsheet. I probably should, Okay, <laughs> but it's, you know, it's, but it's, it's out there. Like I've written down like in, um, a book you know, or a notebook for like, this yeah. is what I do on these days. Um, and then it's just a matter of like, so, so I come to each week and, you know, so again, surf the internet, find what looks interesting, talk about what I can make fit into the local mold. Um, try and do a lot of general education pieces as well. Go through like the contract you know, and talk about the different parts of the contract or terms that people should know when they're going through yeah. the con- or the real estate process. Yeah. I mean, probably the clients that you work with too are probably great pieces of like inspiration too. If they come up with a question, you keep getting that same question. It's probably one of those things where you're like, oh, I yeah, probably just yeah. do a video on that. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, there's been uh, a lot of questions some of it, you know, some of the simple things you know, like, uh, like earnest money deposit, right. That for some reason is always a question that, or question that comes up and people are always a little confused on exactly what it is. So that's, you know, I've probably done that video a couple times to talk about what their earnest money deposit is mm-hmm. and, um, how it should be used so people understand that. And hopefully people find the video. Um, and that's actually going back to how I mentioned trying to get out to YouTube. Because I put that stuff out on Instagram, but it's not like that content searchable, which is nice because then again, I can come back to it and a lot of people probably never even saw it. Right. So you can remake and reuse content, which is nice, but I'm also looking to now store that content in a searchable format. Oh, nice. So that way when people do ask that question, I can just say, you know, here's this video on it or, you know, send them to the YouTube page and be like, this is what happens now. Yeah. So, I mean, let's jump into YouTube. I mean, so that's one of your goals. Is that one of your goals or have you, have you? Yeah, that's one of my goals. Yeah. I haven't really done too much with YouTube. I've taken some of the Instagram content and uploaded to like YouTube shooters, but I haven't done, I guess, like long format real YouTube. Yeah. And that's going to be, I'm assuming educationally, you're just going to kind of dive deeper into it and. Yep. Yep. So that'd be more for sure. Educational, um, educational on the market. Um, again, the terms and then going like local market stuff, talking about, you know, the different neighborhoods, different. Yep. 
Yeah. And you mentioned being searchable, right? Like YouTube, its own search engine owned by Google. So like, that's definitely going to fit with what you're, you're doing there. Yeah. I can, I can't remember if, can't remember if it's the second biggest to Google. It's either, either bigger than Google itself or it's second biggest search. It's huge. It's massive. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, let's just like, so some of your other goals, I mean, we, I mean, obviously there's, there's YouTube so for the next, um, let's say next year, what are some of the things that you're focusing on? Uh, in what aspect? Uh, whether it's, you know, business growth, marketing, um, I guess, do you want to have to jump off the team, stay on the team, have your own team? So I mean, I guess, you know, some of the general growth things that I'm looking to do over the next year is find consistency. Um, I'm having, I guess like a record year this year where I'm trending towards doubling what I did last year. That's great in this market. Yeah. So, so right now, phase one is to get there. Phase two is to find consistency within it. And then the third part of that will be to bring in a junior buyer's agent under myself. So then that way I can start taking on maybe more of a larger role within the team. Um, You know, we've talked about creating, say, like a sales manager, Mm -hmm. right? So bringing in junior agents, knowing that the business is there, that Maybe I take a slight dip, but allows me to flourish more. Sure, sure. Um, so it, let's. It, I didn't think I asked you this actually. Um, I mean, we've been talking more about um, you know organic stuff, organic um, marketing, right? Have you done anything paid wise, whether it's for the team or is it one of your goals for next year to get into paid paid advertising? So yeah, for advertising, we really haven't done anything. If we we like we do buy sell lead, mm-hmm. um, you know, so that's one paid source of leads right there. But outside of that, you know, I haven't really put money behind, say, like the Instagram stuff or any of that. And that's something that I would like to do going into the next year, realizing just the organic piece of it has gotten attention. Um, again, people do reach out, and it's not necessarily the biggest jump yet. But you know, I've had a few pieces of business where I can probably you know relate it back to. Instagram content, um, you know, where it's again, friends reaching out. I've actually had one direct piece of business in the past year from it, where it was a California agent came across my page, reached out. He actually has a property here himself because he has some family members that are local. And then he referred his mother-in-law to me and we actually just closed on the rental property. So just kind of seeing that those things are possible without you know, I mean, just pure organic, no money behind it. Yeah. What's, you know, what's the attention once you actually put a couple dollars behind yeah. it? Yeah. What, um, and maybe creating more of a, a web as well, right? So yeah. some things I don't necessarily direct them anywhere. And that probably be part of that paid um, advertising is creating a web to actually start capturing people, having them say, go to the web page and give them. Yeah. Creating that sales funnel, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's a lead you wouldn't have gotten without some piece of content, right? Yeah. That's right. Have you seen a direct increase in your business from doing um, videos? Um, that one, I don't know. That one's hard to say. I am trying to track it, and it, it's hard because, again, I would say that the piece of business I just mentioned, that was 100% because of Instagram. He called me and he told me, hey, this is kind of weird, but I'm calling you because I saw your videos on Instagram and you look like you know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, but I've had, a few friends reach out past year, um, 
and I, you know, we just closed on it. We did a buy sell with some friends who again, you know, like they're friends, but they're not necessarily people I talk to daily. He actually had to ask for my phone number on Instagram to, uh, oh, no. you know, get the, get, get the thing going. Okay. So he, you know, when we talked about it, I actually asked him after once you, uh, you know, reached out, I was like, I'm trying to quantify this a little bit more. And he's like, oh, we're friends. I was like, yeah, but did you actually? Yeah. And he, so we actually, we talked and he was like, yeah, and, you know, now that you think of, or think about it, James Reyes just being top of mind, even if I didn't necessarily watch everything, just knowing that James Reyes was putting out content and seeing even just a quick second of it always, you know, kept you top of mind when it came to that. Right, right. That's always the hard thing. You can't really, it's, it's hard to quantify. You know, people ask me, what's the ROI of it? And I, it, it's hard because like, I can tell you, like I've gotten in front of, you know, I'm, I'm a lender, right? I'm on the lending side. So I've gotten more in front of more agents, you know, as potential referral partners, but to put a number on it, it's, it's difficult, you know? So yeah. Yeah. Um, how do you, how do you market? So we've been talking about kind of getting new clients here. How do you go about marketing to your past clients? So fast clients, a lot of that is the general, I mean, we'll get in social media, right? I do my best to any client that I meet, friend them on Facebook, Instagram. So that way they are seeing that content, stay in front of them. Um, you know, the four touches, at least four phone calls a year, try and get everyone's birthdays and things like that. So, you know, if client has a birthday, even just a quick test message, right? Say, hey, happy birthday. Yep. Um, home anniversary, reach out, whether it's a card, phone call, again, or even just a text, say, hey, you know, it's been this long, um, drop eyes, you know, there's clients that I become friends with and hang out with. So, you know, going out for coffees, lunches. Just making sure you're top of mind, like just, just like you do with a, a potential new clients, kind of the same model. Yeah, exactly. And then, you. You know, and then becomes a little bit more intimate too, right? Like knowing that, okay, again, happy birthday because we've gone through this process and it's, you know, hopefully it doesn't seem weird. I'm saying, Hey, happy birthday to you. Right. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. And you can, and obviously you, I'm sure you follow them on like, you know, social media and you like, you know, when they see like, yeah, uh, yeah, you know, the follows and, yep. and I'll comment in their stuff as well. Um, you know, that's a big thing. Yep. Right? If I see they're posting, try and put a comment out there, even at a minimum, like, you know, some sort of emoji con, right. Liking that or whatever it is. Yep. Gotcha. Okay. So, all right. So, kind of coming up on the end. So I wanted, and I, we mentioned this right before you, we started recording here. And I always ask this to three, these three questions I ask everybody on the podcast, right? So the first one, what's one book or podcast you think everyone looking to grow their business in real estate should either read or listen to? Um, honestly, the latest book I read that really sunk home was called Fanatical Prospecting by Jeb Blunt. Um, great book. I think at the end of the day, you know, the video's great, all this works if you implement it, but you still have to be able to convert at the end of the day. And there's more to conversion than just the video itself. So fanatical prospecting really goes back to the grassroots of, you know, making your phone calls um, and then how to follow up. Hmm. Okay. And who's that by? Jeb Blunt. Okay, cool. I want to jot that one down. Um all right. What should everyone who is in real estate either stop doing or start doing? They should start making video. Um, I, I think that video, again, it's going to be just, I mean, it already is the future, right? Everyone's already doing it. I think if you're not doing video, you're you're behind. Um, 
And it's just a simple way, like you said, I can either make a hundred phone calls or I can put out a video that will reach thousands of people. And not that it should necessarily replace the phone calls, but it should enhance the phone calls. Absolutely. And that's like the key word, like enhance. It doesn't have to replace really anything, but just add it to your toolbox, right? Like yeah. our our model at, I mean, at Homestead here is like high tech, high touch, right? You still, we have all the technology and all that kind of thing, but you still want to be human and still humanize yourself. Exactly. That's important. And the nice thing with video, especially in a world where people are less open to, I guess, the random interruptions, it's it's much easier to kind of put yourself out there as I'm still doing real estate through a video that they can see in their time versus you calling them in the middle of the day unannounced. Yeah. Throw. That's the biggest thing is like this new the new generation, right? Like we don't we want to consume something or hear from somebody, somebody when we want to, and we do it on our own time. So like getting a phone call like out of nowhere, like I don't answer if it's an unknown number. It's a lot of times, sometimes I don't answer, right? Just text me that, you know what I mean? So, yeah. or even if you do, I mean, when I go through and do my phone calls, you know, past clients even, it's most, most phone calls go to voicemail. Yeah. And then maybe they'll text me later and whatever. Do you leave a voicemail? Yeah, yeah I'll leave a voicemail. Yeah. All right. Last one. Where can everybody find you online? Yeah, so you can go to my Instagram page, probably where I do most of my posting, and it's James Reyes Real Estate. Cool. And then once you get that YouTube channel up and running, we'll tag you on that one too. <laughs> Definitely. All right, dude, thanks. you. I appreciate uh, you hopping on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely.